the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have an enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Acts chapter 6 and verse number 7. And the word of God did what? And the word of God continued to what? And the number of the disciples did what? Multiply greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests became obedient to what? Let's read it together. One go. And the word of God continued to increase. And the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. I see us increase in greatly in the city. In the mighty name of Jesus. I also need to remind you again that in this season, each member is encouraged to target two souls and establish them. Amen. It's an eight-week period. Just two souls. Target them, get them in church, get them established, and get them rooted in Christ. Besides joining actively the outreaches we are doing, you also want to make sure that this personal project is ongoing in your life. Somebody say an amen. Okay, so the Bible said, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. In the book of Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 to 38, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are what? Few. Therefore do what? Pray the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Somebody say pray the Lord of the harvest. Say pray the Lord of the harvest. That he will send forth laborers into his harvest. That's why prayer is an integral part in this season of harvest. Pray the Lord of the harvest. Pray the Lord of the harvest. We've established earlier that numerical growth is impossible without the Lord of the harvest. Somebody say numerical growth. It's impossible without the Lord of the harvest. Yeah, you have to understand that if you are going to experience growth in your spiritual life, if you are going to experience growth in your natural life, if you are going to experience growth in your financial life, the place of the Holy Spirit cannot be discounted. And much more when it comes to growth in the church contents. The Holy Spirit is vital. His role cannot be underestimated. And last week, Reverend Anayal, in my absence, walked you through how you can practically work with the Holy Spirit to make sure that the harvest of souls is won. We said among a number of things, we must obey the command to go. Somebody say, obey the command to go. That's why we are on the field every week 
pursuing souls. And beyond the outreach phase, we will still be going after souls because that's what our lives are supposed to be about. In the book of John 15 verse 16, he says, you didn't choose me, but I appointed you to go. Somebody say, I'm appointed to go. Alright, so when you get born again, you are not appointed to sit. You are appointed to go. You are appointed to go and bring lasting fruit. As if we go and bring lasting fruit. And then we said, if you are going to partner with the Holy Spirit, we must be worshippers. Somebody say worshippers. And last Friday, we had an awesome time in the Holy Ghost. Next coming Friday, we'll have another special time of worship and prayer. You have to learn to worship. Amen. A Christian who doesn't know how to worship is not likely to be growing healthily. If you must grow spiritually, one spiritual exercise you must learn to engage in is learning to worship all by yourself. And if you know how to worship all by yourself, when you come into a service and we are worshiping, it's easy for you to flow. Every time worship is on and you see yourself wondering, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. He said, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. If you don't know how to sing, you don't know how to make melody in your heart to the Lord. Something very vital. You cannot continuously be filled with the Holy Ghost without constantly engaging the altar of worship. The Bible says in Acts chapter 13 verse 2, while they were worshiping, the Spirit of God took over. And as we worship on Friday, the Spirit of God will take over. Challenges shall be raised. Healing shall break forth. Deliverances shall come. In the name of the Lord Jesus. This morning, we want to continue in the same light. And we want to get into the subject of the series which we began earlier looking at, which is creating an atmosphere. Somebody say creating an atmosphere for numerical growth. So that's what I'm teaching on creating an atmosphere for numerical growth. Creating an atmosphere for numerical growth. And we are saying that principally the one who is responsible for numerical growth is the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. He is responsible. He's the ultimate factor when it comes to numerical growth. But the Holy Spirit does not operate in a vacuum. The right atmosphere must be created for him to work. And that atmosphere needs to be created intentionally and deliberately. Jesus, before he left, he told his disciples that, listen, I'm going and the Holy Spirit is going to come. But you have to wait. And when he came, we saw how he drafted in great multitudes. Multitudes were saved. From initial number of 120, he shot them all the way to 3,120. And then on it went to 8,120. And by the time they got into the eighth chapter of Acts and on, they were countless. The Bible said a multitudes of people became saved. That is the Holy Spirit at work. But what atmosphere must be created for him to work? A certain atmosphere needs to be created. The atmosphere in a bank is different from the atmosphere in a hospital. Atmosphere. Atmosphere. The atmosphere in a church. When you go to a funeral setting, the atmosphere is different. It's an atmosphere of sadness. It's an atmosphere of sorrow. But when you come into church, there is also a certain atmosphere that must be created. And when that atmosphere is created, the Holy Ghost can fully take charge and function. And we want to look at 
the book of Acts, all of these things will be drawing them from the book of Acts because in the book of Acts, we see how they created an atmosphere for supernatural growth on all dimensions. Come with me to Acts chapter 1, verse 12 to 15. Acts 1, 12 to 15. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called Mount Olives. Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter. Look at the people who were present. Those present were what? Peter, John, James, Andrew. This is a list of people in a certain meeting. And I pray that when you come to understand that meeting, you will also be found on that list. He said, these were the people who were present. They, they mark register in the meeting. <laughs> they mark register. I remember uh, several years ago, we were in the school. And then I, I said, they should mark register of leaders and workers when they come. Somebody who had just been appointed leader suddenly said, I don't understand why we should be marking register. I said, you don't understand. And if you want to understand, I will teach you. But if you can't understand, your leadership has ended here. They mark register. They said these were the people who were present. You know, even in the presence of God, the Bible said the other day, God sat and the sons of God were guarded and Satan appeared there because he was not a regular member there. When he appeared, they saw him. His name was not on the register, the former register. So they called the names and he was found wanting. If you are here new, you will not be found wanting. You are very much welcome. Now he says, this is it. These were the people who were present. Peter, John, Andrew, James, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, son of Avios, and Simon, the Zealot, and Judah, son of James. Look, there were other people there too. Verse 14. They all joined together, constantly doing what? In prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of of Jesus and his brothers. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. Jesus' brothers were in the meeting. And this meeting here was not a meeting of eating and drinking. It was a meeting of prayer. Do you see that? Yeah, it was a prayer meeting. And they called the list. They called the list. I mean, when I was reading this, I, I felt so encouraged to see the number 10 out during the prayer meeting. Because, see, Jesus gave this instruction to 500 people. 500 solid people. He told them, tarry in Jerusalem until you endure with power from high. But the moment he finished, because it was a prayer meeting, only 120 gathered there. 120, the rest were gone. And when the Holy Ghost came, it did not also miss its way to the, the 380 who were absent. It fell only on the 120. You see, God is a generous God, but God doesn't bless irresponsibility. When you don't take spiritual responsibility, your life can easily be wasted. Your life can easily be wasted. I am not really moved when sometimes they say, ah, this brother, something catastrophic has happened to him. And they say he was a very good Christian. And then they used to, they used to say, ah, it means that none of us is safe. If you are not safe, say you are not safe. I tell people all the time, if you are not safe, say you are not safe. I never will join my faith with you to declare evil over my life. I'm not complicating here. Take spiritual responsibility. Take spiritual response. The Bible said they all joined. Somebody said they all joined. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women. Mary, mother of James, they all joined. You have to understand that the foremost atmosphere for numerical growth, whether it's in church or in business, is prayer. If you are a born again person, it's prayer. 
prayer brings growth to anything you are doing. Your business will remain small as long as you write nice CVs and you are presenting it to people. But if you present it to God, God will take it and present it to people in dreams and visions. People you can see, people you've never met, he will begin to appear to them in visions and dreams. If you look at the book of Acts, don't you see how amazing the angels of God were dispatched? Cornelius will be there and an angel will appear to him and say, send for this one. It all began from the foundation of prayer. They laid a foundation of prayer. Acts chapter 1 is the foundation of everything that follows after. Acts chapter 2, all the way to Acts chapter 28. The foundation began from Acts chapter 1. Somebody say Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Atmosphere of prayer was the first atmosphere. In the book of Psalm 2 verse 8, ask of me and I will give you the nations for thy inheritance. Ask of me, ask of me, ask of me, ask of me. What you don't ask, you are not entitled to receive. Ask of me and I will give. Your father knows what you desire even before, but he still says ask. Why? Because he wants you to be spiritually responsible. He says, for he that asketh receiveth and him that knocketh, it shall be open. If he knows what we need, why should we ask? Because he wants to, he longs to see that his son needs him. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for thy inheritance. Ezekiel 36, verse 37. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Once again, I will yield to Israel's plea. I'm reading from the New International Version. I will yield to Israel's plea. And do this for them. I will make their people as numerous as sheep. I see God make for you what you can't make for yourself. You see, the mystery about prayer is that prayer positions you for God to do for you what you can never do for yourself. That's the mystery of prayer. There are many things you can do for yourself, but there are outstanding things that you can do for yourself. When you engage God in prayer, he makes happen for you. He said, this is what I will yield to Israel's plea. I will make. One of the scriptures that usually encourages me and excites me is when God says, I will make you. And usually, it's just giving in obedience to instruction. Follow me, and I will make you. Abraham, step out of your father's house. Go unto a land which I will show you, and there I will make. Anybody God made, no human being can make. One of the things I hardly worry myself about is who is against me. And I realize that in most prayer meetings, most of the time, the subject is about who is against them. Who is against them? Who is against them? Go to the average prayer meeting in our city or in the nation and you realize that the subject is always about who is against them. And so people are always, and things are always coming against others. Because whatever you are conscious of will increase in your life. The Bible says, if God be for me. If God be for me. If you believe in that, you'll be restful. You'll be restful. Say somebody has taken my name, you can take it anywhere. Before you get there, it is already destroyed. He says, associate yourselves, all ye people. It shall be broken in pieces. He says, speak the word. It shall come to naught. Take counsel. It shall not stand. For God is with us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? No weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, it shall be condemned. He said, this is the heritage of the Lord and their righteousness is of me. Sayeth the Lord. Now, when weapons are fashioned against you and they are prospering, don't ask about the strength of the weapons. Ask about your own strength. 
Because something must be fundamentally wrong. For weapons arrayed against you to prosper. If they are working and they are working against you. I don't know why my house people are against me. If they are working, their manipulations are working against you. Then the problem is not them, the problem is you. Because little children, you are of God and have overcome the world. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Somebody shout glory. But when you sleep all night, enemies are free to sow tears in your field. A man sow good seed in his field. While he slept, an enemy came and sowed tears. Tears. So God can bless you with a fine marriage. But when you go and the prayer that brought you this fine woman, you serve that prayer. You suspend that prayer. The kingdom engagement, the zeal you have that will allow such a noble woman of God to follow you all the way from Accra. That same passion for God, you allow that passion to die. Nobody intentionally invites an enemy. Do you understand? But there's a certain posture. When you take that posture, if a lion is lying down and the lion is looking like dead, anybody at all can attempt to touch that lion. But if the lion is wide awake, if the lion is wide awake, there is no animal that will ever think of getting closer. When the food is hot, flies don't settle on it. I'm not communicating somebody. When the food is hot, flies don't settle on it. When the food is hot, flies don't settle on it. They don't. This all continues steadfastly in prayer. Atmosphere of prayer is vital for growth in every area of your life. Keep your marital thing on fire, prayer fire, and all the quarrels will go. I have never met anybody who genuinely speaks to God who has problems with men. The reason why you are not talking to your wife is because you are not talking to God. Because if you were talking to God well, he would tell you, go talk to your wife. 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 We married for close to, uh, how many now? Now I don't want to say it because when I say it, I always get it wrong. Yeah. But a day has not passed that we are not talking. No. For what? Am I mad? No, 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 no. She cannot influence negatively my access. He said, live, dwell with them according to knowledge that your prayers will not be hindered. When your, listen, let me tell you. When your horizontal relationships are not working, eh, your vertical relationship is, has a problem. When your horizontal relationships are not working, you have problems with people at your work, at your, in church, and everywhere, everywhere you go, you have, it's because the fundamental, I mean, I know people give a lot of reasons why they are offended and all of that, but the bottom line, which they will hardly admit, is that they are spiritually weak. Jesus said, when you are bringing your sacrifice to the altar, and you remember that somebody has done something against you, not you have done something against the person, leave the sacrifice there. Go back and reconcile before you come back talk to me. Now listen, this, this is what it means, Pastor James. It means that if you lift up your voice and you want to pray this morning, maybe you had an argument with your wife and then you are done and you want to pray. The moment you get into the mood of prayer, the Holy Ghost will draw your attention immediately. Now listen, drop this bitterness against your wife before we talk. Drop it. Drop it before we talk. So you, you can't say I'm holding on to it and I still want to talk to you. There will always be a struggle. There will always be a struggle. A lot of people pray. Why is it that they don't get results? Because the atmosphere for the prayer is faulty. 
Prayer was a matter of high priority. Somebody say a matter of high priority. Say a matter of high priority. A matter of high priority to the early church and the early apostles. Acts chapter 6 verse 2 to 4. And the 12 summoned the, summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right for us to give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brethren, Pick out from among you seven men of honest repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But, somebody say but. We will what? We will devote ourselves to the ministry. We will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. We will devote ourselves to what? To prayer and to the ministry of the word. The King James says we will give ourselves continually to prayer. We will give ourselves continually to prayer. Listen, let me tell you. A lot of things we do in church are okay. But if you go back to biblical facts, if you go back to the Bible as it is, particularly the foundation, and we take the foundation meeting after Jesus ascended, was not a teaching service. It was not a worship service. It was a prayer service. The first meeting of the church. Well, no wonder Paul was speaking in 1 Timothy 2, verse 1 and 2. He says, I exhort that first of all supplications. First of all, first of all, first of all. You meet a man, he wants to marry you. The first thing is to call the mother and you want to know. You want to go out and eat Chinese. First of all, prayer. First of all, prayer. First of all, prayer. Somebody is proposing a business uh, partnership with you. First of all, prayer. You don't check how much he has in his account. You check how much he has in his spiritual account. I'm not communicating here. Because sometimes one wrong partnership can bring everything you have labored for down. One wrong partnership. First of all. First of all. Why create an atmosphere of prayer? Number one. A strong atmosphere of prayer brings strong conviction upon sinners. An atmosphere of prayer brings conviction upon sinners. The Bible says in Acts 1 14, they all join constantly in prayer. They join constantly in prayer. The prayer fire was on. It was on. It was on. And then the Holy Ghost came in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Most of the time, people attempted to think it was the eloquence of Peter's preaching. Or it was the hermeneutics of his preaching. That probably brought conviction. No, Peter was unlearned according to scripture. The Bible said when they saw the boldness of Peter and they knew that he was not learned, they were surprised he could do the things he was doing. So how could an unlearned man, he was not learned in preaching, he had not been to Bible school, and just like some of you, you are operating in fields where you are not learned in. You are not learned in the field. But when you engage prayer, prayer can give you access to things you have not been formally trained in. You didn't get it. Prayer can give you access to things that you are not formally trained in. Prayer. A strong prayer fire. You are not formally trained. So when you are trained in it, your resource must even become massive. The Bible says, when the people heard this, they were cut to heart. Acts chapter 2, verse 37. When the people heard this, 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 they were cut to heart. And they wondered, Acts 2.37. They were cut to heart and said to Peter and the brothers, what shall we do that we might be saved? They were cut to heart. What did they hear? The prayer had worked on them. So when they heard it, the, the, you see, the Spirit of God is the ultimate convictor. 
He said, when the Holy Ghost is coming, you convict the word of sin. How does he convict, bring conviction? One, he does it through prayer and through the word of God. When prayer has been invested for sinners, when they have opportunity to hear the word of God, they are motivated to respond. They are convicted to respond. Number two, an atmosphere of prayer fills us continuously with the Holy Spirit for boldness and witnessing. Atmosphere of prayer. Atmosphere of prayer. Listen, it's dangerous to be driving a vehicle whose fuel gauge you are not looking at. Are you here with me? It's risky. When you drive a vehicle and you are not looking at the fuel gauge, very soon you will crash your engine. You are, and a lot of us have crashed our spiritual engines. We've crashed it. Because when we got born again and we got filled with the Holy Ghost, we thought that was enough. You can't fill your tongue. and say, oh, the price of fuel is very high these days. When you pray, you are filled again with the Holy Ghost. You are what? You are filled again with the... When you are going to Tamale, when you get to somewhere, uh, Boga or one of those places, Kintampo, thank you. Kintampo, you must of necessity stop everywhere. You must of necessity. Oh, but I, I need to get there fast. So I don't have the time to refuel. Then you also not get there at all. Because a few meters away from Kintampo, your engine will cease. Am I communicating here? Listen, some of you, what is against you is nothing. Your spiritual engine has ceased. You go filled with the Holy Ghost and that is it. The Bible said, if you fail in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Where is your strength? The Bible said that he might be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So when you pray in the spirit, you are filled again and again. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, that's why when you get born again and you get the gift of the Holy Ghost, you should not be speaking in tongues occasionally. Some of you, when you are even in church, and we are praying in tongues. Praying in tongues is still a difficulty for you. And it shows me that on your, in your own private life, you don't know how to pray in tongues. For the spirit-filled believer, praying in tongues is primary. Praying with understanding is secondary. Did you hear what I said? I said for the spirit-filled believer, praying in tongues is primary. And then praying with understanding is secondary. So if all you know is to pray in English... I, I pity you. I pity you. When you pray with the spirit, the Bible says, when I pray with the spirit, he that praying in an unknown tongue edifies himself. He builds himself up. How come you are not built up in spiritual things? Because I know your prayer content. I know your prayer content. No spiritual input in the prayer. Do not be drunk with wine. But be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled. He said, don't be drunk with wine for that is wickedness. But be constantly, look at that. He says, but be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. Be filled and constantly guided. Be filled, be filled, be filled. They were filled in chapter one, chapter 2. Again in chapter 4, the Bible said they were filled. Look at that. Acts chapter 2, verse 49 to 34. They prayed and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 2, 49, verse 32. Acts chapter 4, verse 29 to 32. Look on their threat and grant to your servants with all boldness we may speak the word. By stretching your hand to heal and the signs and wonders may be done through the name of your Holy Son Jesus. 
When they had prayed, verse 31, when they had prayed, the place where they, they were assembled together was shaking. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with. They spoke the word of God with. They spoke the word of God with. They spoke it with boldness. He said, a thousand shall fall at the right hand. Ten thousand shall fall at the right hand. Right it shall not come ninety. He said, be not covetous. Be content with such things as you have. For he had said that we may boldly say. Now, let me tell you. The word of God will never have effect in your life until you speak it boldly. Until you speak it boldly. Until you, and you can't speak with boldness the word until you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Because sometimes what is facing you is so real. But because, you see, a drunken man doesn't know what he is faced with. When you are drunk with the Holy Ghost, when you talk, people don't understand. How come that through road crash? They don't understand. Am I complicating here? No, 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 no. I fulfill my days. No matter how many people are free to go with any plague or disease. Until my time is up, I go nowhere. Am I complicating here? I go nowhere. 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 With long life, he will satisfy me. And he will show me his salvation. I'm not communicating here. You, you can't speak with boldness the word of God. When you have somebody close to you, somebody around you has gone through some uh, experience. You feel that that is the way of all men. But that's not the way for the supernatural man. That's not the way for the supernatural man. That's not the way for the supernatural man. So when we pray in the Holy Ghost, we are filled and we speak the word with boldness. We are able to preach the word of God. If you are not able to preach the word of God, you have been saved for how long? Not a single soul has been saved in your name. You are a church leader. You are a church worker. I mean, what is your use to God? You are, you are not useful to God. Because those who are useful are people who have established men in the kingdom. Paul said, you are my work in the Lord. Who is your work in the Lord? It takes fear with the Holy Spirit. Listen. When we leave, this place is a rehearsal for where we are going ultimately. And if you want to get there and get there, well, you better be careful what you are doing with your life here. Be careful what you are doing with your life here. Drafted a lot of souls into the kingdom. And he's rated and he's given a seat where above you. And you look at what have I wasted my life? Yes, you have. Because blessed are those who die in the Lord. That they may rest from their labor. And their works follow them. 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 Number three, it releases signs and wonders. There are people who will never believe until they see signs. Until they see what? They will never believe until they see signs. Until they see signs manifested, they will never believe. They will never believe. They will never believe until they see signs. They will never believe. Jesus said that in John chapter 4 verse 48. He said, you will not believe, except you see signs, you will not believe. And for such people, the Holy Ghost is ready to produce signs. The Holy Ghost is ready to produce what? In the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 41 to 43. He said, and those who gladly receive his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added. And they continued. Somebody said they continued. 
they continued steadfastly in prayer and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. In this season, you work signs. In the mighty name of Jesus. Last week, Pastor Niall told you how to work signs. When you step out, any issue you are, you, are, you are faced with, you release your faith. You are, you are on an errand. You shall receive power. When you go, they, they went everywhere. The Lord working with them. It's only those who are staying he's not working with. But those who are on the field, he's working with them and he's confirming their word with signs following. Your words shall be confirmed with signs. Signs will follow you. Wonders will follow you. Miracles will happen by your hand. In the mighty name of Jesus. Isaiah 8, 18. As for me and the children whom the Lord has given me, we are for signs and wonders. That's who you are. Number four. An atmosphere of prayer causes the word of God to grow and prevail. It causes the word of God to grow and prevail. The Bible says in Acts chapter 6 verse 4, but we will give ourselves wholly to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And when they did that, we are told in verse 7, and the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and a great number of the priests became obedient to the faith. The word of God is effective when it's soaked in prayer. When it was? When it is soaked in prayer. Paul was speaking in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 1. He said, finally brethren, pray for us that the word of God may have free... Pray, pray for us that the word of God may have what? Free course. That the word may have free course. Prayer makes the word of God have free course. The right word people need to hear to be saved. That word is coming. In the mighty name of Jesus. That word is released through you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number five. An atmosphere of prayer destroys the activities of the gates of hell against the growth of a church. An atmosphere of prayer. It destroys the activities. The Bible says, I will build my church and the gates of hell. Somebody say the gates of hell. Say the gates of hell. Say it after me, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's what Jesus said. I will build my church. And the early church came in confrontation with the gates of hell. Sometimes Satan uses wicked and unreasonable men as agents of gates of hell. Yeah. The gate of hell is a spiritual uh, entity, but he works with true, wicked and unreasonable men. And when one of such men rose up in the book of Acts, it was not a protest. It was not demonstration that stopped him. It was prayer. Somebody say prayer. prayer. Look at Acts chapter 12, verse 1 and 4. Now, about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some up from the church. Then he killed James the brother of John with the sword. He killed what? He killed James, the brother of John with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleaving bread. <laughs> Even in our own nation in recent times, somebody stood up and was almost giving it to every man of God. Every man of God. There is no prominent man of God in this nation. He did not attack. He did not, he was literally seeking to bring. I mean, I have testimonies of pastors who tell me that some of those things have so affected their churches. Yeah. People no longer have as much faith in the church. When he was challenged in his health for a short time, he changed. 
<laughs> he changed. Listen, God has a way of dealing with enemies. His way is different from our ways. He changed. He changed. If you want to have trouble, don't make it with the church. Are you with me here? Yeah. If you want to have trouble, don't. Listen, the Bible said he's first, he killed them. And then verse 4, particularly a praying church. Praying church. Not just die by fire prayer. It's not what I'm talking about. A praying church. Look at verse 4. So when he arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after Passover. He caught James, killed him, and the people danced. Then he picked up Peter, about to do the same, but the equation changed the side. Verse 5, we are told in verse 5, that Peter was therefore kept in prison. But constant prayer. Somebody say constant prayer. Constant prayer was offered to God for him. By the church. You don't value church. By the church. The prayer of the church. There was no lawyer involved. But he was released. The prayer. That, that, that's what I'm telling you. That prayer can suspend natural laws. That's why prayer is so It can suspend natural laws. I don't know anybody. That's why I'm not employed. That's your problem. Your problem is that it's not that you don't know anybody. You don't know God. For the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. You don't know God. I tell people all the time, sometimes it's amazing. When you give somebody a promise, the way they can hook up to you, promise somebody I'll give you 500 cities. They will call you in the morning. They will call you at noon. They will call you. But God has given us precious and exceeding great promises. And we are not holding him to account on the basis of these promises. Because we believe in human beings more than we believe in God. We believe in more human beings. I mean, I've, I've told you, I think some of you are tired of hearing. I'm not tired of saying it. When you promise me, I deliberately begin, anything you promise me, I deliberately begin to. If I used to call you often, I'll begin to reduce the call. Because you have promised me, I will reduce the call. Because in my mind, any call that I bring to you is a reminder when I call you, it's like I'm reminding you of it. And I don't have time for that. Because what you have promised me, God can bring it through thousand different people. And they, it may even come faster than your own. When you don't know God, you give up his place for the place of men. But when you know God, you keep him in his proper place. You keep him in his proper place. The Bible says, he was arrested. He was arrested. Listen, all you need to know is to be in an atmosphere of prayer. There is no arrest warrant on your life. They say, uh, they've sentenced you in, in two years, you are going to die. That is not when prayer has been invoked. Praise the Lord. I see death on your forehead. Whose forehead? Whose forehead? I remember somebody sent a message, a long message to one of my friends. I was telling him about the history of death in her family. Long history. And so she's so afraid. And this is a person who will not even consistently be in church. Prayer was made to God for him by the church. When you come here and we are praying and we lift up prayer uh, topic, we lay a hand on the preservation of God. The Lord shall preserve thee from all thy goings. That is how you get delivered from accident and you don't know how. Prayer is made on your behalf for the church. Now the Bible says because of that, on a certain day, this man decided to throw a party and he wanted to mess up more. God stepped in and said, your time is up. 
Your time is up. Your time is up. Your time is up. And I came to announce to every satanic agent, your time is up. Anything that has held you in prison, their time is up. This morning I speak that you are released from that prison cell. I speak your liberty from that prison cell. In the mighty name of Jesus. Be freed in the name of Jesus. Prayer makes us sensitive to the guidance of the Holy Spirit for greater growth and expansion. Prayer makes us sensitive. Somebody say sensitive. Prayer makes you sensitive. When you are a prayerful person, when the Holy Ghost speaks, you can pick it. You can pick it. You can pick it. You can pick it. When somebody, somebody you can be in church and the querister picks a microphone, she'll make one statement and you can know that this is a statement from the Holy Spirit. You can pick it. You can pick it. But when you are not prayerful, you are coming to church, you have not even prayed. When you sit down small, you start to sleep. Because your spirit is dead on arrival. But you came, you have prayed up, and you have come. Your spirit is on fire. You are waiting to receive. Sleep cannot sustain your eyes. I'm not complicating here. I mean, when somebody stays in a service for two hours and you doze, I, I get amazed at you. I get amazed at you. It's only Satan who is after you. It's nothing but Satan who just wants to waste your life. Stay in service. I mean, before I come for service on Sunday morning, sometimes from 12 midnight, I'm up all through the night into the morning. I stand here, I preach. My voice is breaking, I'm preaching, and you can comfortably sleep. You can comfortably sleep. You see, your value system is poor. It makes you sensitive. Listen, your greatest key to success in life is sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Sensitivity. When you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you know who to marry. You know who to be silent. It's not everybody before whose presence you talk. There are some people when you meet them, you just have to be silent. They can provoke you and say all kinds of things. You still not speak. And if you can learn to keep your mouth shut from that moment on, great doors of opportunity open to you. But when you are not sensitive, you talk anywhere. When you are not supposed to talk, you talk. They say, ah, this guy, that's, uh, that's it. The one word will let you miss out on your opportunity. The moment where the spirit of God helped me to be very sensitive. And all those moments have been defining moments for my life. They've been defining moments. Because one moment of spiritual sensitivity, what it can bring you all your lifetime, you can never get. What kind of prayer atmosphere must we create? Number one, an atmosphere of corporate prayer. Somebody say corporate prayer. An atmosphere of corporate prayer. I'm not talking about you praying by yourself. I'm talking about we corporately pray. It was not a single prayer of an individual they saved and delivered uh, the man, Peter. It was a corporate prayer. The early church knew how to pray corporately. When Peter was arrested, corporate prayer brought him up. Corporate prayer. Corporate prayer. The Bible says constant prayer was made. Constant. But corporate prayer. These all continue with one accord. These all. Somebody say these all. These all continue with one accord. Again, we are told. And they that believe continue steadfastly. Corporate prayer. They were together. They were together. They were together. Listen. When we come together as a church and we are praying, even when we are not praying specifically about your needs, that prayer has an indirect way of meeting your need. That's why the best prayer meetings to be in are not prayer meetings that are necessarily addressing your specific needs. Because even you yourself, sometimes you don't know what you need. 
He said, for we do not know what to pray as we ought to. But the Holy Ghost himself maketh intercession for us. We grow knees that cannot be altered. So when we are in a prayer meeting and we are not raising topics that excite your emotion, we are not praying about your business, but we are praying about kingdom advancement. Indirectly, your, king, your business is advanced without knowing. Why? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. He said, he that watered shall be watered also himself. He said, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man sows, the same he shall reap. Am I communicating somebody here? Corporate prayer. Corporate prayer. Corporate. Don't stay at home and say, I'm following online. The, the early church didn't follow online. That's why we are not online. That's why we, we, we are not online for the prayer meetings for you to deceive yourself and think you are praying when your mind is wandering somewhere, sitting somewhere, say you are praying. No, 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 no. That none of the prayer meetings will be online. Yeah. Unless I am distracted by the Spirit of God. We are here. If you like, join. If you like, stay in your house. Number two is continuous prayer. Somebody say continuous prayer. Say continuous prayer. So corporate prayer, continuous prayer. We need an atmosphere of corporate prayer. We need an atmosphere of continuous prayer. And for those of you who have been in the church for a very long time, I want you to understand that where we are today came through prayer. It came through what? It came through prayer. Many years ago, the Holy Spirit spoke to me when we were in the school. As many as multitudes, the Holy Spirit came to me one afternoon in Isaiah chapter 62, verse 6 to 7. He said, I have set watchmen over thy walls. Isaiah 62, verse 6 to 7. Give me that text. He said, I have set watchmen upon thy walls. I have set watchmen upon thy walls. Which, O Jerusalem, they shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep, do not keep, now, verse 7, he says, Neither give him no rest until he establishes and until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. That is how Operation Rest Not was launched. And from that time, every day, in the morning and in the evening, one person will be in the school there praying. That is what, but the grace of God has brought us. And if we were praying before, we are going to pray more. Am I complicating here? We are going to pray more. We are going to pray more. Continued prayer. The Bible said they continued. They continue in Acts chapter 2, verse 4. Limbrako Shagada Bahandiza. They continue. Acts 2, verse 42. They continue steadfastly. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, in breaking up, and in prayers. They continued. They continued. Listen. Prayer will never produce the required results until it becomes a lifestyle. Until it becomes what? It becomes a, see, the reason why you don't see the effect of prayer is that you use it to handle crisis. When there's a crisis, when the crisis is gone, you go back and you sleep like you are dead. And then all kinds of things happen around you then you wake up again. So you see, your life is only filled with crisis. You move from one cycle of crisis to the other. But when the prayer fire is generated and it's on constantly, that, that prayer fire is constantly on. Every devil is aware that your zone is a no-go zone. They become aware your, your, this is danger zone. No fly zone for the devil. 
They continued steadfastly. The moment the Holy Ghost came, they, they could have gone, they prayed and the Holy Ghost came, they could have gone to sleep. But the Bible said they established an hour of prayer. They established an hour of prayer. They established an hour of prayer. So at the hour of prayer, Peter and John went to the temple. At the hour of prayer, and we are talking about corporate hour of prayer. They established an hour of prayer. They established an hour. That's one of the things the Holy Ghost spoke to me about on Friday. An hour of prayer. They established an hour of prayer. Now, Jesus spoke to them before he left. He said, could you not watch with me for one hour? He told them. And then the other disciples also came together. They established an hour of prayer. Moment with God. Moment with God. And that the Bible said, these are men who are not learned, but they have turned their word upside down. Listen, let me tell you, you don't need all the connections you think you need to break through. You don't need all the relationships you think you need to break through. You don't need all the places you need. You need one person. You need one person and that person is God. If you can focus on him and get it right with him, all other things shall be sorted. I pray that the spirit of grace and supplication will come upon you. That beginning from this service, the spirit of prayer will be born, be birthed upon your life. Stand on your feet and begin to pray. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart that you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We look forward to having you join us again and again. We are blessed. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. Oh, no.